one-stop destination for all things Fenton, from local news to current events. 31 Leroy is the City of Fenton's podcast. Today, I'm here with Allie Seabird, who is a local author and resident. Plus, she's a volunteer for one of our community boards, which is awesome. So Allie writes about history and all kinds of, um, well, how could we say this? Something elegant. You're like a, a historian. <laughs> That's the word! A historian. Seriously, <laughs> a historian. But you weren't always. No, I wasn't. And um, we would have filmed a museum, but it's currently under construction, so I thought the next best place is clearly, clearly this is the library. This is the A.J. Phillips, well, it was A.J. Phillips when it was at the museum, right? Yes. And now we are the Jacker Wine Garden Library. And um, this building itself has some history in it because it was once a post office. It was, yeah. And I don't think it was anything in between, though I'm not really sure. I don't think so either. This should be your next research there project. You know. because There's a really great photo of like the the christening of the the post office being open right it's huge crowd yeah it's like it's, it's just, just so cool it's so cute yeah it's like so like mayberry right you know? <laughs> it is but that's very fun and yeah. i love it so tell me a little bit about you how long have you lived in the city and what are your passions yeah so um i've been here since 2020 my husband and i moved um right like before the housing market went really expensive, which, oh, is why, smart. Good. which is why we were able to afford the house that we had. <laughs> um, we moved into an old Victorian on Main Street, and at the time I was teaching. So okay. I've been teaching since 2017. I've done second grade and sixth grade. I did a dean of students position for a while, um, intervention, um, and I loved it. I loved it. Um, but it was hard, you know, especially with, with COVID and everything else, it was difficult. Um, and so we moved into this house. I'd never been in, or I'd never lived in an old house before. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> so, so I kind of fell in love with the idea of like, oh my God, there were people here before me who like lived their lives here. They had celebrations, they had terrible things happen to them, they had like normal days. And um, I just really became obsessed with researching these people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in my spare time when I'm not teaching, I'm digging into census records, I'm looking at death certificates, I'm looking at birth certificates. And I start compiling all of this information and before I know it, I've got pictures of the previous owners on my wall. I'm going to visit them in the cemetery like a crazy person. <laughs> like a crazy person. I, okay. You well, know, that was, you, you said that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. I'm saying it before no. anyone else Okay, all right, here we go. But mm -hmm. I just, I got thinking like, you know, my house doesn't have like a crazy history. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the previous owner worked at a, as a baggage man at the railroad. And another one owned like a bicycle shop downtown. And it's not like a crazy no. story, but it's real life mm -hmm. history. And I got thinking, you know, if, if my little house has this, then every single house on this street, every single house in this town, right. every single house everywhere mm -hmm. has this. And how cool would it be to be able to tell these stories for these people who can't anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, so Allie's got a couple of books and you can get these books at the open book. You can check them out at your local library. Um, so the one that I recently got was The Mysterious Mrs. White. 
which is the perfect read for anyone who is also maybe um, listening to murder podcasts <laughs> or if you're super into the history of your town, which maybe you don't even know you are yet, but when you start reading it and you see some of these places or you see familiar names, it really draws you in. So can you give us a little bit of a snippet of um, the mysterious Mrs. White? Because she is quite mysterious. It's a, it's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a complicated story, but I'm going to do my best not to okay. give you spoilers. Yes, no spoilers. So, no spoilers here. So it talks about, it, it covers um, this family, the Marples, um, who originally lived in New York. Eventually, the father, the daughter, her new husband under mysterious circumstances, oh. and, <laughs> uh, and their young housekeeper, who was about 16 at the time, came from New York, moved to Fenton, um, again, under mysterious circumstances. Right. They purchased the house at the end of William Street, which is still standing. Um, Go say hi to Julian Rob, they'll love it. <laughs> and uh, and they moved in. And as soon as they did, strange things started occurring. So disappearances, um, poisonings, stealing money, um, mysterious like burials under fake names. <laughs> Exhuming, exhuming said fake name body. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like, and but the, but the crazy thing is the best. Yeah, all here. Right in Fenton, at the end of William Street. At the end of William Street. I mean, you could go and stand mm-hmm. in the exact spot where all of this happened. Right. And it's a story that hasn't been told in like over a hundred years. It was. It, I came across it kind of by happenstance. Um, a friend of mine now does a podcast in, mm-hmm. in Lansing. She contacted and was asking for information about the Marple family because she knew that they had ties to Fenton. She didn't know exactly what had happened with them, but she knew it was like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it'll be easy. I'll find it. I looked throughout, like the museum has tons and tons of records, nothing in there about them. I Googled it. I assumed, you know, all of the interesting stories have been published in the right, Tri-County Times. Right, exactly. People have said them and told mm-hmm. them over and over again. Nothing. I Googled it. Nothing. Um, and so finally I did like a last-ditch effort. I'll just search their name in like this old newspaper do- uh, database that I use. And all of this stuff started coming up about, um, like I said, disappearances, murders, um, arrests just weird stuff and I didn't stop thinking about it until I finished the book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you couldn't. I mean, that is like uh, the epitome of exciting. I I mean, to dig in and start to find these unique little, like a breadcrumb trail. It it is like every TV show and book I read. Um, But I get to imagine it here and if I really wanted to, I can go look at it in person, which is even cooler. And I think that's amazing. Which is why like these books are so great to just have at home because everybody in your family can read them. Um, especially if your family's from around here. Uh, But you do research outside of the city too. I do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I, in, in 2021, I quit my teaching job and I started my company. I called it Household History. And credit to my husband for that name because... Super cute name. I know, it's adorable. <laughs> He's very proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I started that company and what I do is I research... I'm hired um, by whoever to research homes, structures, buildings, land, whatever it is that they want information on. Mm -hmm. And when I'm finished, um, they get a nice hardcover book filled with the history of their home. That's like Which a, is awesome. Yeah, so um, I've done homes uh, in Hadley. My first one I ever did, um, it was kind of like a trial to see sure. how it would go. Um, but I did my in-laws place in Hadley, um, which is out by Metamora. And they have like an old farmhouse with an old barn. So I covered their house history and I dug into it and became, of course, in, in the way that I do, obsessed, <laughs> obsessed. Yeah. obsessed with the family I live there. And now I have them also on my wall. Not so. No! But, uh, you know, and it was amazing. And out so cute and like just it goes through all of the history of like the the, the family the, the schoolhouse yeah, right so yeah for all the kids the school in the house and I've got wedding pictures and and whatever I could dig up it tells mm -hmm. the story of, of the people right and I think that's the most important thing so I've done Hadley I've done um, Zionsville which is down in Indiana okay like this really old church um, that was Created at the time, it was called the Butternut Church. Okay. Like a, I'll tell you. Oh. It's uh, it's uh, it's not cute. Oh. It's, um, sounds like it would be. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So it was um, butternuts were essentially Southern transplants during the Civil War. Okay. Um, and they were like called butternuts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They would use right. the butternuts to dye the Civil War. Oh. Okay. Um, to give it that color. Where could um, this possibly be going? Right, right. there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was the Butternut Church for a while, and then it, it, it served another, like, other purposes. Um, but I did that one, I did a house down there, and um, right now I'm working on a house on Leroy Street. Okay. Um, right here in Fenton. Um, I actually just finished it. Ooh. I know, I'm really excited. Uh, and it's got this really incredible history. Um, it's only been owned by, like, four families. Wow. Built in 1860 by a by a reverend who was the one who started the Presbyterian Church in Linden. Okay. Um, really, really cool history and um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. These are like my first passion right. projects that I wasn't hired. To. Oh, I did Hadley Mill too. I did That's the, right. The mill there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, these are like my first passion projects that aren't like. I'm sure, yeah. Now, in Forgotten Fen, which is also another book that you can get at Open Book, that one is a collection of stories. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a neat one because if you are new to the area or your family's not from Fenton, this would give you kind of just like a sneak peek of some of the weird stuff that has happened over time. And I say weird, but some of it's just incredibly interesting. So if you think about, you know, like the... Uh, a movie that's set in this time period. Like I can hold, I can put myself in the place of it and imagine it in town. And you know, Ellie does such a good job with adding photos and information that you can really visualize it. And these are great stories to share. 
already have is a coffee table book, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I do have to ask, like, this is truly a, a, a passion of yours, yeah. right? So where do you see this going forward? So I, like you said, it is a passion. Mm -hmm. It's it's bordering on danger. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's too much. Um, but I I love getting to do this. I love doing the house histories and digging in and telling these stories. Um, I love also, you know, coming up with kind of my own stories and not my own stories. No, but, but telling the whole story. Yeah, and I. I'm hoping to, to continue to do that. I have another couple books in the pipeline that I'm working on. Um, one is um, it's a it's a collection of stories of mysterious disappearances and deaths in Michigan that have, like Mrs. White, been kind of lost to time. Um, and so, like I think. Truly, like at the, at the at the core of everything, my my passion lies in getting to tell the stories of the people who can't tell them anymore. Because these are these are people who, you know, they had lives just right. like you and me. And to and have some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to have their and to have their stories brushed over and lost, I think, is so detrimental to. Like our town's history mm -hmm. and just their memory as well. Absolutely. And you know, when we were going through the mysterious Mrs. White, I remember there's one part, I think it's in that one, where it has like a clipping from the newspaper where it just documents who went walked downtown that week, right? Yes. And I, I love that <laughs> because. You know, these were the important things that happened. You know, they were documented. Like if somebody that was prestigious went through town, yeah, that was news. Yeah. And our news now is more like what this book yes. <laughs> is all about. Yes. But it's a sneak peek into the past, what their daily lives were like, um, you know, our heritage here in town, and where we come from, where these buildings come from. It's just, it truly is a work of passion. But it's you sharing it, that's the true gift because my gosh, these stories, I mean, imagine picking up one of these books and I'm going to be honest here because my family is from Fenton. So if I picked up one of these books and I saw like my own family in them, I would just, yeah. I mean, how cool. Yeah, that's so funny. It is very cool. I hope that everybody goes and at least checks them out because sometimes Allie is at open book mm -hmm. signing copies. Yeah. So when she's a super famous author who um, <laughs> takes her historical works and transforms them into a fiction piece, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's on my mind. Yeah, it's on right. I think that that would be a cool yeah. segue. Yeah, you can set it here in Fenton. I can be the main character. Yes. Yeah, this story is all about time. Yes, it's about all me. the weird stuff uh -huh. that she has yeah. in the library. In the library. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, what we'll do is when the podcast is all over, then we can share your links for your books because it's called Household History. And like I said, they're available locally, but you can also find them online. And these are wonderful to have out on your table. It's Fenton's True History. Um, so this has been an episode of 301 Leroy. Thank you for joining.